Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. G'day guys, welcome back to a fresh episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 128, and in today's episode, I wanna talk about the relationship between strength and injury. So being muscularly strong, all right? I'm talking about how much weight you can lift, how many reps you can perform, and why it actually has a direct correlation to potential injury, okay? And I'm gonna start this podcast off by stating this. Weak things break. Okay, the reason I harp on and on and on about strength training is because it makes you more injury resistant. So think about it like this. What happens when you start bending a stick? All right, you start twisting it and applying force on both sides, it starts bending. There gets a bow from one side of the stick to the other. What happens if you keep adding more and more pressure to that stick? It keeps bending, it keeps bending, and it's only a matter of time before that stick breaks in half. It breaks into two pieces, right? That's pretty self-explanatory. You've all picked up a stick, whether it's you know when you're a kid crawling on the ground or whether you're just at a local park, you pick up a stick, two hands on it, bang, you bend it, eventually it snaps. Um, the same thing is true for your muscles, ligaments, and tendons. They all rely on the strength and the resilience of the muscles to keep them intact. So think about it like this. If your muscles are weak, how much force and pressure are you actually going to be able to apply to it before it breaks? And when I use the term break, it may result in a muscle strain or tear, okay? That's kind of what I'm getting at. And this is the thing. Your muscles hold your skeleton together, all right? Your muscles also produce force and they absorb force. So if you want to jump, run, change direction, get up and down off the ground, move quickly, and also make sure that you're not destroying your joints in the process, you need to be able to do two things. Be strong, so you need to be able to demonstrate you can actually move something, whether it's your body weight, whether it's an external load, so a bar, a dumbbell, a kettlebell, a sandbag, a rock, you know, a ball, doesn't matter what it is, but you also need to be able to absorb any force coming the other way. So what happens when you jump? You leave the ground. So there's a jumping phase, that's the producing force part of the process. Then there's also the other side of the coin, which is what goes up must come down. So that is how you actually land. And the way you land, the way you receive force actually requires a ton of strength as well. So it's not great to have just one or the other, you do need both. You need to be able to move a load from point A to point B, regardless of what it is, but you also need to be able to control it. So a great way to think about, you know, force and producing force and absorbing force is acceleration and deceleration. It's all well and good if you can, you know, bench press a barbell really quick on the way up, but if it comes down and crashes on your sternum, uh, that shows a lack of control and a lack of deceleration. Your ability to actually control that um, barbell on the negative, on the eccentric phase. 
Does that make sense? So you want to be strong in all parts of a movement. The concentric, where the muscle shortens. The eccentric, where the muscle is being lengthened. And also, if there is a part of the movement where it is isometric, the muscles aren't moving, but they're still contracting. They're still working. That is highly important as well. All right? The bottom line really is this, guys. The stronger you are, the more force you can create and accept. So like I said, you need the ability to accelerate, generate force, but also to decelerate and receive that force under control. In sport and life, the stronger you are, the less prone to injury you will be. And the reason for it is this. Your risk of injury is predicated on the strength and capacity of any given muscle. Doesn't mean if it's a quadricep, a calf, a hamstring, an abdominal, an oblique, a shoulder, a pec, a lat, a forearm, a bicep, it doesn't matter which muscle it is. It really depends on what skill, what task, or what sport you perform. If your sport involves a lot of running, uh, you're gonna need a lot of work capacity, a lot of strength in your lower legs, okay? Calves, hamstrings, glutes, quads, they're gonna need to be really strong, right? Maybe you play tennis, you're gonna need a lot of range of motion, a lot of stability in your shoulders. But it really comes down to the strength and capacity of a given muscle. So what I mean by capacity is, how much work can it actually withstand? All right, I'm gonna use the humble push-up as the example, right? Let's say you wanna build your upper body strength. I don't want you following a protocol that says do three sets of eight to 12. I want you to show me one perfect push-up, okay? If you can't do one push-up, uh, A, your strength is really fucking low, and B, your work capacity slash muscular endurance is also very low. So before you get to the eight to 12, show me one. Show me you've got the technique and the requisite strength to do one fucking push-up. Once you've mastered one, you go to two, then to three, and then you start slowly accumulating more volume. Right, we should all see how that makes sense. We want proficiency in the exercise before we actually start making it harder, whether it be heavier, or in the case of the push-up, doing more reps or more sets, or both, all right? Now, if you're, let's say I put you through a max rep push-up test, and I say to you, okay, Billy, pop down on the floor, I, I demonstrate the exercise, and I say, these are the standards, I want you to do push-ups like this, you do as many as you can. Understand? You say, yep, got it, and away you go. You do as many good quality push-ups as you can before you hit either muscular or technical failure. Meaning, your chest, shoulders, or triceps give out, or your abs, so or the core, so maybe you start you know, arching the back to get up. That would be technical failure. Your technique is broken down to a point where you can no longer continuing to do it. So those are the parameters. And let's say I'm gonna pluck a number out of thin air. Your capacity, you know, your number of reps that you achieved was 12. Claps all around for Billy. Woohoo, go Billy, you did 12. That is your capacity for that given exercise. Over time, I need you to increase that number in order for you to have stronger pecs, shoulders, and more uh, robust, uh, a more robust shoulder joint, and all of the areas around that area, 
I need you to be able to do more, which I need, which means I need to get you stronger. Okay, how do we do that? We could do bench presses, we could do um, push-ups. So I don't wanna take you to failure, I don't wanna take you to 12, we would stick underneath that number and accumulate a lot more volume. So maybe it looks like, it could be five sets of six. And you might think, well, that's not gonna do anything. Billy's capable of doing 12. Well, yeah, Billy's capable of doing 12 reps one time. So his total volume for push-ups in one set is 12. But if I get him doing five sets of six reps, that's 30. So that's almost triple what he's capable of doing in one set. And then over time, if we keep training sub-maximally, which means going beneath his max rep test, he will increase the amount of volume he does. And then when we eventually retest his push-ups, he will likely perform better than the last time and beat 12 reps. Does that make sense? Because 12 is his capacity initially. So we identify this is the starting point. 12 is max reps. Okay, training and testing are two different fucking things. So do not get that twisted. We test to see where the baseline is. All right, I need you to hear that like really fucking clearly. Doing strength test is important at the beginning. All right, doing strength testing at the beginning gives us a baseline. It says you are here. Then we apply a program based upon your goals, your needs, your schedule, your current capacity, and then we build it out from there. Gradually adding a little bit more difficulty over time. But again, not pushing to that test, but training underneath it, all right? When you do that, a few things happen. Your technique improves, all right? Your neuromuscular system efficiency goes up. So you can actually perform the push-up better and with less effort and you could accumulate a higher volume over time. So if Billy's maximum rep push-up test is 12, I don't wanna always push him to 12. I wanna train underneath that and get him really proficient at you know sets of five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 even perhaps when we start building things up. So he can repeat that process over and over again to increase his capacity and also build an extra bit of muscle on his frame. See how that makes sense? See how that works? We find the baseline and then we work just underneath it. We train sub-maximally. So generally speaking, it's gonna be about 80% of your maximum. So let's have a look. I'll just quickly grab my calculator. 12 times 0.8 equals 9.6. So for Billy, he would be pretty good working between sets of, you know, six to 10 reps, thereabouts. So he could be doing some ladders. Maybe it looks like Okay, he's gonna do 10, 8, 6, 6, for example. He could, uh, what's that, 10, 8, 6, 6, that's 18. So again, that's 30 reps. If my math is any good, 10 plus 8 is 18, 2 plus 6 is 12, yep, that's 30 reps. Again, far exceeding his one set test of 12 reps. Does that make sense so far? I know I'm speaking very quickly and I'm covering a, um, a number of topics and, a di and some few different avenues here. But the main thing that we're looking at is over time, so not in one training session, not in one week, not in one month, but over time, whether it's the course of three months, six months, uh, a, a sporting season, 
okay, a calendar year, whatever it is. We want to increase the maximum level of strength and or fatigue capacity. Every muscle in your body has a fatigue capacity. It can keep going, it can keep going until eventually it can't keep going. It, reach, it reaches its limit and then basically um, it's like your car. It's, it can keep running, you know, starts at full, works to half full, quarter full, gets down to that last little bit where it's got that little red bar and then the, the little fuel gauge starts flashing, ding, ding. Okay, yeah, should probably fill up in the next you know day or so. And you keep watching it dwindle and it gets lower and lower and you're skating on thin ice and you're like, oh, is this the day that I ran out of fuel until eventually you're driving down the freeway or you're on your way to or from work and your car fucking stops because the fuel has run dry. That is what happens with your body, all right? So in the case of the car, the bigger the fuel tank, the further you can go. It's the exact same fucking concept. If you have a very small fuel tank, you can't go very far. And you've gotta be very cautious with how you use that fuel. So if you start revving the shit out of it, and you know, working on high RPMs and you know, driving like a fucking Formula One car driver, again, you're gonna drain that tank really quickly. But if you have a really big tank, you can rev the shit out of it much more frequently. You can drive a lot further. It's the exact same thing with your muscles and your body. And this is the thing, I want to drive home. Every muscle has a maximum level of strength or a fatigue capacity, which I've just said. And when it is exceeded or pushed beyond that threshold, that is when you will get injured. Whether it's running, cycling, playing football, which is my sport, lifting weights, or doing any of your hobbies, whatever it is, okay? Could be rock climbing, okay? Could be kayaking, could be playing bocce, <laughs> doesn't matter. But if you get to that ceiling or very close, if you get to it or beyond it, that's when your body will start hitting those warning lights and be like, hey, you need to pump the brakes or if you keep going at this level, something's gonna break, yeah? This is where your ceiling comes in. What do I mean by ceiling? I'm talking about your maximal level of strength, how strong you are, period. The higher your ceiling of strength and endurance, the more wiggle room you have underneath it. It means that everything else below your top level, your absolute maximum, becomes more sub-maximal, okay? I go on about strength training so much, A, because I'm passionate about it, B, because it's improved my life and the things I love doing, but also C, because it makes everything in life that you do require less effort and put less strain on your system. I'll give you a quick example. A few weeks ago, I had one of my students, uh, she's doing trap bar deadlifts, and she had just achieved a milestone. She had just achieved bodyweight deadlift for the first time. One times bodyweight, I was like, fuck, beautiful. Fantastic, I explained it to her, I was like, that's a great milestone, excellent work. And during this training session, we were doing five sets of three reps, okay? And on the last set, I challenged her, because I could see from an RPE standpoint, three reps was quite comfortable. So I said, I'm gonna challenge for you. It's one times bodyweight, for this set, I don't want you to count the reps. I'll count the reps, 
I want you to go until you reach muscular failure, so the legs physically cannot keep lifting or the grip mus the gripping muscles get so fatigued that you're about to drop the bar, or go to technical failure until your technique is about to break down. So don't count the reps, I'll do that. You just concentrate on applying a good amount of effort, good output, and concentrate on your technique. That's it. She got eight reps. Eight reps. So we went from doing five sets of three. So three, 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 three. Could see there's some reps in reserve. And I said, hey, let's do a little test here. She got eight reps, more than double of what's required. So her ceiling was initially, okay, here's three reps. And I said, do max. And she bumped it up to eight. How easy is three reps now that she knows that she's actually capable of doing eight? Fuck load easier. And to elaborate on this, this person, this this uh, lady I'm coaching, she's a mother, she's got two children. And the other day I asked her, I was like, how heavy do the kids weigh at the moment? And she said 14 and 17 kilos. All right. So for this example, and, and making maths really easy, let's call it 20 kilos, right? 20 kilos compared to 100, uh, compared to 80 kilos is 25%, right? If I can get her deadlift up to 100 kilos, which by the way is probably only one or two programs away, it's not that far away, this 20 kilo child now represents 20% in comparison, all right? And if I can get the deadlift up to 120 kilos, which would be 1.5 times body weight, it would make the child 16% in relation to that weight. So you can see by every kilo you lift heavier, that child becomes lighter. Surely you can see that correlation. Deadlift goes up, it means that it's further away from the capacity or the weight of the child. Meaning, however many times she's gotta pick her kids up, however many times she's gotta pick her boys up, lift them, carry them, you know, drag their arms so that when they're walking, when they get tired, it's gonna make it's gonna be so much easier in comparison because her maximal strength just keeps getting higher and higher. And we don't put the cart before the horse. It's not lift heavier by all means necessary, you know, at the expense of good technique. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the heavier you can lift on a given exercise and the more reps you can do on a specific movement, the less demanding anything and everything underneath it becomes. Raise your ceiling as high as fucking possible. Get as strong as you possibly can. Develop the most amount of endurance you possibly can. So every kilo heavier you can lift, every extra rep that you can perform, every additional minute that you can run, whatever it is that's important to you in your life that you can extend and stretch and make better, it means that you're gonna have a more available energy, strength and capacity left in reserve. So you're not going to your absolute maximum it means that it becomes easier in comparison. And therefore, it doesn't take so much of a toll and put as much stress on your system, all right? But, and this is a big but, if you are weak and you can't lift a lot of weight, then everything that you do will feel heavy and it's gonna take a huge toll on your muscles, ligaments, tendons, and your nervous system. All right, if you exceed a muscle or joint's strength, length, stability, mobility, endurance, range of motion, expect 
a niggle, expect a strain, expect a tear or a break. Some type of injury or setback is probably gonna be happening to you. This is why hard physical training, so strength training is a must. It acts almost like a Kevlar vest and a shield against preventable injuries like muscle strains. If you've got weak hamstrings, you know, it's, and you do a lot of running, a lot of jumping, what do you think is gonna happen? Every time you sprint, you're gonna be working near your maximum capacity. And like the car analogy, you've only got a certain number of sprints and you've only got a certain amount of distance before you reach that peak, all right? So we don't want a small fuel tank. We don't want a small amount of capacity. We don't want just a little bit of strength. We want a big fucking engine, big fuel tank with capacity for multiple sprints to be able to run for long distances, whatever it is for you. So for me, my sport is football, soccer, round ball, football, all right? The reason I train so hard, you know, in the weight room is so when I play my sport, I know I can sprint, I know I can run, I can know I can change direction without busting my ass and hoping, crossing my fingers that a quadricep doesn't come off my leg or that my hip flex is gonna come off the bone or that I'm gonna tear a calf, all right? And also just on the muscle strain thing, if you play a contact sport, you can produce more force and you can also take on higher impacts for things like collisions or 50-50s. So whether it's AFL, all right? Whether it's hockey, whether it's golf, golf is an impact, but it doesn't matter the sport, the sport is irrelevant. What is relevant is the muscle's capacity to produce force, not just once, but the number of time your sport requires you to or whatever life throws your way. So it could be kayaking, could be paddleboarding, could be a number of things. So my question to you, the listener right now, is if you're still listening this far in, what are we, 22 minutes, is this. Do you want to get injured? If not, get your ass in the gym, work on moving well. So learn the technique of every single exercise and perform it to the best of your ability. Because every exercise has a right and a wrong way to be performed. So you work on moving well first, use the most efficient technique possible, and gradually overload your muscles. You must, this is an imperative, you must lift heavier over time, period. It's the only way to get stronger, more robust, and become less of an injury risk. And I'm gonna leave you with a quote. Strength is never a weakness, and weakness is never a strength. That's from Mark Bell, an elite powerlifter who has gone through a shit ton of injuries himself. And really, it comes down to your physical preparation. You can't just play your sport and hope things will work out. You can't just live your life and think, all right, I'm gonna go and do something stupid on the weekend and just hope my body holds up. That's a fucking, that's a recipe for disaster. That's an injury waiting to happen, my friend. So it doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter what you know you wanna do, whether it's golf, whether it's soccer, whether it's you know hockey, rugby, whatever sport you play, whether it's fucking ice skating, whether it's rollerblading, skateboarding, 
right? If you exceed your muscle's capacity in terms of strength and or endurance, so the number of times you have to do something, you know, it's not a mystery as what's gonna happen next. Injury's not gonna be far away. And sometimes it starts out with little niggles, little injuries, small little micro tears, little strains. And if they keep happening over and over again and you don't address them, uh, it's gonna either be a recurring thing or a, a small injury is gonna become a really fucking big one. And you know, I, I know from my own personal experience that strength training has changed the way that A, I look, but B, the way I perform. I, I love strength training. But the reason that I love it so much is because I know the results it produces. When I am stronger, everything that I do requires less effort and energy. What, what specifically I'm talking about? Fucking everything. You know, some of my best numbers that I've ever put up in the weight room. I've deadlifted two times body weight, so 172 and a half kilos. I've squatted 145 kilos. Bench press, 102 and a half. Military, uh, kettlebell military press, the 40 kilo bell. I've done simple and sinister. Uh, I timeless, uh, timeless, simple. So I failed the test by a couple get ups. So that was, again, for, for that test and those requirements, I was a little bit shy, a little bit short on the endurance side of things. I was physically strong enough, but by the time those last few Turkish get ups came around, you know, my shoulders and the triceps in terms of stability and endurance, I didn't have it. So if I was to retest uh, that program and go through that again hey i know i need more muscular endurance and i need to work on that capacity um so i'm doing the exercise perhaps under a little bit more fatigue but all of these little things tell me and they give me indication of what's working and what's not all right weak things break do not leave it up to chance do not hope that you know it's just you're praying for the gods please let me get through you know this this event or you know, this challenge unscathed. Take things into your own fucking hands, get yourself in the weight room, get in the gym, strengthen your entire body. Front, back, sides, everything. Push, pull, hinge, squat, all right? If you know you've got a weak core, fucking strengthen it. There's no reason you can't. You know, if you've had chronic low back pain, hey, what does that tell you? There's a fucking weakness somewhere and there's probably an area that's being overworked because of that weakness. But every muscle has a function. I've talked about this, I, c I can't even remember how many fucking times, but every muscle has a function. So the, the, the role of the quadriceps is knee extension, straightening the leg, okay? Hamstrings, it's on bending at the knee and also flexing at the hip. So you've gotta make sure that you train your entire body, front to back, top to bottom, left to right. And get out of the thinking that you have to do three sets of eight to twelve. This drives me fucking insane. Is I speak to some of the some of the guys in my football team, and you know they're doing bodybuilding type training. And you know if you want to build muscle, then cool. But if you want to get strong, you've got to drop the reps. Stop doing three sets of eight to fucking twelve. And maybe it looks like five by five, or six sets of three, or ten sets of one. I remember when I was doing my military pressing. I was doing multiple sets of one, two, three, four, and five repetitions. Because you can't lift the heaviest weight possible when the reps are high. It's fucking impossible. If you wanna lift heavy, if you wanna get stronger, increase the load, decrease the reps. 
So I'm starting to get on a bit of a tangent now, so I'm gonna wrap it up. But do not be the person who gets injuries that can be prevented by just getting stronger and increasing your work capacity and endurance, all right? Weak things break. That stick can bend and it can bend until it can no longer bend and it breaks. Don't be a weak motherfucker. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.